welcome to the Parker Avery Group's podcast series, Talk Retail to Me, where we offer insights and realistic advice from experts in the retail and consumer brands industries. The goal of this series is to provide our listeners with two to three pragmatic pieces of advice in each episode that they can immediately go out and employ in their companies. If you're new to Parker Avery and this podcast, we are a leading retail and consumer goods consulting firm with over 600 years of collective experience, both as consultants as well as leadership positions in the industry. Our firm uniquely combines deep industry experience with consulting expertise and world-class talent to deliver meaningful results. Our approach allows us to build successful, long-term relationships with some of the most recognizable retail and consumer brands in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the Parker Avery Group, we invite you to visit www.parkeravery.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to the Parker Avery Group's podcast. My name is Trisha Gustin, and I lead the marketing efforts for the firm. In this episode, we focus on deep analytics. I interviewed Parker Avery experts Clay Parnell and Sam Iosevich to discuss how retailers and consumer brands can embrace analytics into their business models to enable cross-functional collaboration and deliver meaningful financial results. We hear the word analytics everywhere these days, in different contexts and industries. And while the recent disruptions have certainly put an even stronger focus on things like integrating digital and physical channels and deeply understanding customer behavior, it certainly makes sense to involve analytics to some extent. But are these the most important areas? So, so Tricia, the integration of the digital and physical channels is uh, first and foremost a business process channel where analytics is an enabler. Analytics can help us optimize our digital and traditional marketing spend, inventory across our physical assets, assortment, pricing, that sort of thing. But it all comes back to the business process. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. First of all, I think this is a, a great question to start with. I'll share that in my, in my, I'll just say many years of consulting with retailers, the consistent challenge we always hear from business teams, especially in merchandising and supply chain, is the fact that they're always focused on execution and solving problems and dealing with daily fires. There's always a, a, a strong desire to be able to spend more time and energy on analyzing results and working smarter and just having time to truly manage their business. So it's, yeah, it's even more important today for, for obvious reasons. And, and you, you touched on the, the omni aspect, the digital aspect, you know, in the past consumers shopped, you know, almost only in stores, there were less options for the assortment, the channel, Pricing was relatively straightforward. And today, especially today in, in the COVID world, you can shop anywhere and get inventory in a, you know, a myriad of different ways, a myriad of different sources, you know, whether it's the store, the curbside, the, the traditional direct-to-consumer. Um, so the channels are endless. The level of consumer-specific data and personalization is immense. So I, I truly believe in today's world of, of increasing omni-channel complexity it's not possible. I, I just don't think it's possible to understand and drive effective decision-making without advanced analytics. Yeah, for sure. What are the other top key areas or business challenges on which retailers and consumer goods companies should focus their analytics investments and their efforts? So, so my belief is that analytics should be, should be a part integral to every business function. 
anything from planning, marketing, pricing, fulfillment, uh, operations. I don't think there is is a process where analytics is 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 not is not key these days. But beyond optimizing these different processes, it can serve to align them. So if you have an understanding of what the levers are that each of these um, functions controls, that can actually help serve uh, collaboration as well. So for example, if you look at something like planning, you think about you know, just, just the products that you, that you can bring in, you can focus on, on certain areas uh, and, and so on. If you understand where your planning was focused, your, your, your marketing dollars can be focused there as well. Your pricing is aligned to uh, to the same uh, signal, and your fulfillment then is aligned to to everything above. And of course, you're operating, meaning you have the right people in, in the stores, transportation, and, and so on, is aligned to make all of that work. So analytics, like I said, is part of every business function. Not only does it optimize it, it I think it brings it all together. It aligns it. Very often you'll hear about, about uh, business functions working in a siloed environment. So you ask uh, folks what their challenges are and uh, people will talk about, um, you know, siloed business functions. Analytics, I think, can play a key role in bringing all of that together. I couldn't agree more, Sam. Um, you know, as, as far as the you know other business areas, what I really tell people to do is just focus on the business need and what makes sense for you. Just because your competitor or somebody you're talking to says they're focused on, you know, forecasting or consumer, you know, market basket or marketing, what have you, figure out what, what your business needs are, what makes sense for you, what areas have real challenges, what opportunities do you think are, are worth additional study and analysis. And I, I also agree, Sam, on the, the silos and collaboration. I think one of the unheralded value or benefit of, of analytics um, is the ability to, to drive collaborative behavior and cross-functional integration. You know, and, and you know, I think a, the, the classic example is um, we always talk about is you can use analytics to improve your overall demand signal. And, and maybe it's, you know, great to start using that to, as an example, drive, you know, merchandise planning. But it can be the same demand signal that you use for other functions, replenishment, allocation. Uh, supply chain, what have you, and and just having that that common signal itself can help break down some silos. So, how can an analytics system integrate into to a company's existing operating model without any kind of major disruption? The analytics system should be the grease that enable improved business process, right? So you don't ever do analytics for analytics sake. So that if there are necessary disruptions. Those are driven by business process and strategy, never by the analytics. Analytics there is is there to facilitate, not drive uh, the change. I think that's that's uh, that's very important. Everyone should understand why they're embarking on the analytics journey. Uh, so first and foremost, you understand the strategy and, and, and the process. You understand how analytics will be the enabler, and uh, and everybody needs to understand that. So from um, from a change management perspective, the understanding of what is happening from a business process and strategy standpoint, I think, is key uh, in the understanding that analytics is going to be the enabler. Yeah, the, the other point I'll make is the analytics itself shouldn't, shouldn't be disruptive. However, the results can be, um, and leadership needs to embrace and think about what, what analytics can provide. Um, listen to the numbers. Don't prejudge what you think the answer should be based on 
bias or previous results or, or what you're reading in you know a business journal. Test and learn and keep moving forward. And in that regard, I'll also add, you know, speed is important. It's important to show results, even in a proof of concept manner or a pilot, as quickly as possible, especially in today's environment, be nimble, be agile. And I think that's all that'll also help win the support across the business uh, and, and just continue to, to iterate through additional improvements. Well, I'm going to throw a little wrench in here. We hear and talk a lot about being nimble and being agile. And when it comes to integrating analytics into an existing business environment, can you give a real life example of what, what you mean by being nimble and agile? So for example, we will hear a lot about uh, people focused on, on, a, on a process and constantly um, you know, being almost a, a hamster on, on a wheel. You know, it's in whatever job or process they're involved in, uh, they're constantly playing catch up. Uh, and, and that's because they're involved in in pulling the levers for for, for everything that they that they do. Um, so, for example, there's there's a lot of automation that, that analytics can bring to where we can actually focus employees or associates on uh, managing by exception. Uh, so, if you look at the task of the man planning for for example, there's no no need for a, a demand planner or a planner, any be it in the CPG or a retail environment. Uh, to be touching every single plan uh, for, for every single item, for every single geography, and, and, and so on. It should be managing by exception. Analytics can enable that. We also hear a lot about data cleanliness and governance, especially when we're doing different types of implementations. From an analytics perspective, what prerequisites are needed for a company to begin embarking on their analytics journey? So the deep data science expertise are certainly uh, something that, that, that are nice to have. Well, I shouldn't say they're, they're nice to have. I think they're, 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 they're necessary. But not every company is going to have access to those type of expertise, right? So if you look at the bigger, bigger organizations like a Walmart or Amazon, uh, they may have access to uh, dozens of deep uh, data uh, science uh, experts and uh, so on. But those 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 expertise can be brought in. Uh, some of those some of that expertise can be in house. Uh, but I think it's very important for the entire organization to have a sense of what data science can do for them. And I think it starts with the functional uh, the, the business function leaders. Uh, if they can have an understanding, they don't need to have a deep understanding of what what uh, deep learning is, what neural nets are, what what extreme gradient boosting are, right? What they need to understand is what are some of the benefits that analytics can bring to their uh, to their function. As far as other prerequisites, you know, I, I, I will always harp on a need to have some level of a strategy and a plan you know, versus, you know, I tell people, please don't just go out and buy a new shiny object for the sake of having a new shiny object. Um, so to define what your what your team needs to focus on, you know, first, but don't go any further than that because you're, you're likely going to learn new information and, and change your mind anyway. So the team needs to have spent some time focused on business process, as Sam alluded to earlier. Many companies, you know, just look for a new solution that they believe sounds like it's a fit, but they haven't really fully thought through where and how that's going to fit in the workflow. What roles will drive the solution or be impacted by it? and how it's gonna work with what's already in place. And I, I'm a firm believer that analytics without business process focus is, is a recipe in futility. And as with any new initiative, 
analytics is the same. Um, communicate and keep over communicating. Tell people, here's what we're doing. We're investing in analytics. This is how we're going to do it. These are our expectations, and we believe this is what success will look like. But ask for input and feedback along the way. Your people are your experts. And, and then finally, just like any other major initiative, don't underestimate the change management requirements that, that will likely come forth. Yeah, it's a little bit like when I started college, I went in as a math major. And once the courses got to a point where I didn't understand what we were doing, I could do it, but I didn't understand what was going to come out of it. I quickly changed to business and that all made sense. So I think it's a little bit like that. Um, so yeah. then on, from a skills perspective and, and resources, what other skills or resources are critical to ensure that when a company does embark on analytics that it is successful? You know, the analytics can't be successful without the, without the data. Think about data, we think about IT, and we think, think about these, uh, you know, the, the databases and, and so on where the data resides. But it really is in the business it's, itself. So even if you think, you know, some of what you think about uh, in some of the BI tools uh, are, are being widely used, and, you know, that's not advanced analytics. But, but uh, many of the business functions now hold some of the characteristics, some of the attributes uh, and so on that are key uh, to making the analytics initiative successful. With, as the algorithms have advanced, so even if you look at you know forecasting, forecasting historically, where you look at sales, just sales, just the in time series and so on, it has advanced well beyond that where you're now bringing in uh, through, through machine learning and through uh, deep learning and so on, you can bring in uh, other characteristics of the business which help drive a much more successful implementation of, of, of forecasting. So in some of that knowledge, some of those characteristics come from the business itself and, 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 the, and the different uh, different functions. I'll echo what Sam mentioned a few minutes ago as, as far as the need to bring in, you know, first the data and science skills and the fact that few besides some of the largest retailers have those analytics team. I've, I've worked with a retailer where we tried to find and recruit data scientists and the right analytics skills. Um, and it's neither cheap nor is it easy to recruit people when they have so many out there. Um, but there, of course, there there are options to rent or lease. You know, skills. You know, not only skills but also software as a service platform. So one easy way to get started is to to find some partners out of the gate as you build up your skills and your bench strength. You know, it's it's at least an option to consider. Uh, the other key point, though, that I I often find myself disagreeing with my clients sometimes. Uh, there are a lot of retailers out there that you know, they continue to pigeonhole people and let, they'll say things like, well, my merchants are my buyers, they're product people, uh, and then my planners and other people, they need to know the numbers, they're my numbers people. In today's world, I, I don't think you can have that that dichotomy. Whether you're a buyer, a merchant, what have you, um, everybody needs to be a numbers person. Does that mean everybody needs to be a data scientist? Absolutely not. But they need to understand the results of the analytical tool, uh, the, the results the analytical tools are providing and, and the implications of those results. Uh, and so it's, I think it's very important not to, to just, you know, assume your data scientists are going to be stuck down in a, in a dungeon somewhere throwing up answers and results uh, without, you know, interpretation. Yeah, and I think we all want to understand the outcome of all these efforts that we're doing individually and as a company as a whole. So as far as benefits, what benefits have you seen in retailers and consumer good companies who've successfully uh, been able to adapt to an analytics-driven mindset? 
So, Tricia, that's absolutely the right question because the focus should always be on financially measurable results. I mean, there's, there's, there's no doubt about that. There's no reason to embark on an analytics journey uh, if, if you're not focused on uh, financially measurable results. Personally, I've seen financially measurable results in hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh, these benefits have been driven by better planning, pricing, marketing, fulfillment, operations, and so on across all the functions uh, within an enterprise. Okay? But uh, although these benefits, some of these benefits have come from automating tasks such as ordering and so on, most of these benefits were realizing, realized in enabling people. Uh, and therefore, adoption is. Uh, as, as I said before, is, is, is key. Yeah, the, um, some of the automation, as Sam touched on, you know, certainly ties in with efficiency and being able to provide results without people having to churn through huge spreadsheets um, that are both hard to, to maneuver and, and typically can't get to the level of detail you're required anyway. But the efficiency is a very minor improvement compared to, as Sam mentioned, the, the financial benefits, the, the ability for analytics to impact, you know, a medium to large enterprise, you know, huge impacts on demand signal to drive sales, to impact margin or Jim Roy, uh, to impact inventory turns as you're thinking about how people are, are buying, uh, how they're setting replenishment targets, how they're uh, allocating to channel and stores is, is really significant. You know, it goes without saying, as, as with everything else, analytics will fit well with retailers that focus on key metrics and, and set improvement goals for those metrics. Uh, and, but the ability for analytics to drive improvement in those metrics is, is significant, to say the least. Fantastic. Any last bits of advice if you're a retailer and you're considering going on this analytics journey, but you really have no idea where to start, what would you recommend? Well, I would say that you've probably already started on that journey, whether you know it or not. If you look inside your enterprise, you will you will probably you will probably notice that there have been areas that you are, that you've already started the uh, started the journey. So the journey is not as scary as one may think. Uh, these days, anyone coming out of the university would have some exposure to to data science, and so your your business facet have evolved. Uh, to use some of the BI tools and so on. And so I think that you're, that you're well on your way. So I wouldn't let the, the word analytics uh, or advanced analytics uh, uh, scare you in any way. I think what the, the focus really needs to be on the business process and strategy and really understanding that analytics is just an enabler of that. Yeah, I would echo the, the just get started. The conversation needs to, to continue. People are going to uh, keep asking questions and need to dig down into to data as much as possible. Um, don't be afraid of getting started, but also don't don't expect to to define a you know, you know huge, rigorous project. Uh, you know expect expect quick results, maybe not significant results right out of the gate, but but expect improvements over over time. Um, and keep the conversation going cross functionally. Don't ex don't say that well this is just a, a forecasting project. This is just a supply chain project. This is just a you know, planning project. Make sure everybody's in, engaged and involved because it's going to have so many, so many tentacles and touch points. Well, thank you, gentlemen. We really appreciate your time today. To wrap up today's discussion, I will leave you with four key messages. One, while analytics does involve deep mathematics and science, 
The results are in the business and should serve as a constant beacon to enable and drive cross-functional collaboration across your enterprise. Two, analytics outputs can promote improved and more efficient business processes that enable more informed tactical and strategic decisions. Three, beginning with business functions, it's important that the entire organization understand and embrace the value that analytics brings to the enterprise, that they're not buried in the IT department. And lastly, on your own analytics journey, no matter how far along you may be, make sure to keep the focus on financially measurable results and realize it's possible for those benefits to come quicker than you had envisioned. Thank you for listening. We do hope you found value in this podcast. If you would like to learn more about the Parker Avery Group or anything we discussed today, please visit us at www.parkeravery.com or join our discussion on LinkedIn. And we look forward to sharing our insights on another podcast.